Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Hi, everyone. This is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy. I wasn't ready, but I okay. Whatever. All right. You want to come over here and push the button? Hi, this is Shrink Chat. (laughs) Hey, if you'd like to open, would you like to go back? I'm just saying you caught me off guard. You caught me with my pants down, but it is no pants Friday. It seems to be um, a theme, actually, that we I just pushed the button and you're flobbing around over there. What happened? I thought you said, I thought you meant that just seems to be a thing when you push the button, my pants drop. And that just (laughs) made me sound very easy. I'm going to remember that. And I'm going to push the button. Uh, Should we do trivia? Yeah. I I think I might, you know, we've been looking at whether we're keeping it trivia. I'm just going to call this horror facts with Kath. (laughs) Sure. All right. Sounds good. People want the trivia back. They can let us know. Yeah. Okay, so last time, May 8th, under the It's Alive. Oh, yes. Uh, The film was originally banned when released in Finland. This film is also considered a benchmark in special makeup effects. This version is a remake. The original was made nearly 45 years before. What movie is this? Shannon, go ahead, take a stab, because this might be our new way of doing this. I don't know. No, don't ask me, because I never know the answer. Last week, you said you might know. But I don't want to. God, it's just got nervous. <laughs> That's why I said it's not like I've listened to other podcasts where the one person does a trivia and they like ask the questions and then they take stabs at things. I'm just so bad at that. Okay. Well, the answer is John Carpenter, The Thing, 1982. Cool. Oh, the remake was really good, right? Um, That's the remake. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the original was made way like 45 yeah, really years old, before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 45 years John ago, Carpenter, that was part of the question. When I was looking at this, John Carpenter actually said that this was one of his favorite movies that he ever did. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm on our episode this past week on Wednesday when we did the horror faves, I actually have um, The Thing 2011. Oh, they redid like, it again? Yeah, the, there's a 2011 ver- 11 version of The Thing, and it's a prequel. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I have it on my little list. I kind of remember, yeah, there being something more recent. But as far as like the remake of the original was 1982, John Carpenter. So I had something to add, just not the answer. You did. (laughs) So this this moves on. We're now moving on to our trivia, which we will um, be posting under uh, The Exorcist. Regan gets a lot of attention on Instagram and our trivia. So... The question is, and I think it's, it's a two-parter, what is the name of the demon who possesses Regan McNeil, which is different, I just want to clarify, yeah. is different than the spirit who who they contact on the Ouija board. That's, not, that's Captain Howdy. I'm not looking for that. The name of the demon who possesses Regan McNeil in The Exorcist, what is the name of the demon? And then why was, I didn't know this, I don't think I consciously knew this. Mm-hmm. Why was she chosen to be possessed by this demon? Do you know the answer? You're going to have to say it, but do you know the answer to that? Mm-mm. Okay. So what was the name of the demon who possessed her, and why was she chosen to be possessed? Okay. Okay. 
All right. That's cool. If you hadn't said that, maybe we would have gotten a whole lot of Captain Howdy answers, you know, from the five people. Yeah, I just wanted, I mean, I wanted to clarify that because I think Captain Howdy, we've talked about Captain Howdy before when we talked about D. Snyder's Strangeland and where he got that name from. Yeah. But. Uh, cool, man. Yeah. Trivia-tastic. So I think on today on the show, um, we were talking just quickly before we started recording that today on the show is a whole lot of stuff we've watched because in quarantine land, um, work-wise, I'm incredibly busy. Like I could work all day and all night if I really wanted to, but I'm having better boundaries around that. Yeah, work, you have to know when to stop. Work-wise. I do tend to workaholic, um, but... So that's what happened initially, like the first several weeks, I totally did that. And then, um, I don't know, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, I started to get that um, agitated, irritable feeling mm -hmm. that one can get when something's off. <laughs> Not that I'm sequestered in my house. That's obviously off. But it was, just, it was, it was I just started to get annoying to myself and so <laughs> and so I realized like okay this is what's happening and so I now have found of um I think a balance and so I'm also able to watch go back to my normal kind of watching habits which is to watch a bunch of cool shit so um one of the things I did for comfort was I rewatched the whole Harry Potter series you're not the only person I know that's done that yeah it's like a comfort yeah. medicine type of thing i've had a couple of uh friends of mine do the same thing i haven't had the energy to reread the books yet but I, I did sort of in my mind i was like i should reread the books and like in the summer or something just for yeah for pleasure so i did that but that was more of like in the background on the weekends kind of watching um one thing I will mention is a series, a new series called Normal People. How is it? On Hulu. I really like it. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> I really like it. I won't say too much about it because I know many people probably haven't watched it, but I did want to give everybody a heads up that it's really good. So it's um, Irish. They're in Ireland, I should say. Uh, Connell and Marianne are um, a couple on and off throughout mm -hmm. the whole thing. And the feeling of it is familiar. It's a love story. It's on again, off again. It's familiar to me, I should say. And it's um, emotional and human and relationship dynamics and it spreads across time. They're in high school at first, mm. and then they're in college, and then it's after college. And their dynamic together and her traumas and both of their families and how different they are. And the acting. These two young people. I've seen the preview for it, and it looks very good. Are so good. Yeah. It's like, it can be very, it's like quiet and emotional. Mm. But it's like if you've ever been in a relationship, you'll relate. You know right. what I mean? Like it's it's just it's human relationships. It's and they're and they're. I think what I really like about it is that the characters. Of course, you watch the first two or three episodes, and just so you know, the first two or three episodes are not what happens ongoingly. It just sort of sets the the scene because if you watch the first couple episodes, you might go like, 
uh, it's sort of a story that's been done before type of thing, but there's something that will draw you in about the actors and the quiet and, and like the, you know, the, the emotion and you'll go like, okay, I'm going to keep going just to see. And then yes, mm-hmm. it gets, it expands. And, um, this young guy who's in this is so freaking good. I, I remember watching like his intensity during the preview yeah, so I would recommend it for the acting. I would recommend it for the... I I do love a, a coming-of-age story, as I think much of humanity does. That's why there's so many made. But mm-hmm. um, it's a romance, but it's, um, it's, very, it's very well done. Good. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I just w- started watching Ryan Murphy's new one, Hollywood. Oh yeah, I saw it pop up on Netflix. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I think, it, I mean, it's aesthetically like everyone's beautiful. <laughs> it's there's a big, you know, it's sure. a ton of um, return guests from Glee. Okay, so Darren Chris is in it, and um, what is her name? Let me go to this real quick. Uh, it is. I'll read you the. Yeah, it just popped up on my Netflix. I'm sure that's like, you know how they have the new stuff every week or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's post-World War II Hollywood. Oh, uh, Dylan McDermott mm-hmm. is in it. Um, aspiring actors and filmmakers will do almost anything to make their showbiz dreams come true. Jim Parsons is in it. Uh, I haven't gotten to him yet. Um see uh patty patty lapone who's in glee also jeremy pope's really great in it uh maude apatow like there's a lot of people in it um holland taylor who my god i just love her is it like funny and poppy like glee yes it's very but it has twisted um elements of the american horror story twisted uh comedy it's it there's some dark not like horror by any means but um you know it's it's got an underbelly yeah it's cynicism and just it i think i like it because i love to imagine hollywood at that time okay yeah so i think for me and even the way that it's colored looks like something out of Mm -hmm. um yeah like the technicolor sepia thing or very just it's very bright everyone looks very pristine Mm-hmm. And so it has a, the 1950s expectations of like the innocence coupled with the hypersexuality of the millennium. Mm-hmm. And then the old Hollywood feel plus yeah. what it feels like now. So it's sort of a hybrid. Yeah, it looks like I just looked it up in post-World War II Hollywood. So yeah. that's the setting. Aspiring actors and filmmakers will do almost anything to make the showbiz dreams come true. Yes, I just read that. Gotcha. Um, oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's kind of like a hybrid of that time and now. Um, okay. But So I'm, I'm only two episodes in, and I'm still intrigued. I like Ryan Murphy. I know a lot of people, it's a love-hate. Like, people yeah. who love him or hate him. I like I watched Scream Queens and I got it. It yeah, wasn't yeah. my favorite, but I got it because I know him. Yeah, it's just like his voice, right? Yeah. Like if you like that, yeah. vo- his voice. That's interesting. I I haven't. The reason why I probably <laughs> I was reading it while you were reading it. <laughs> the one that I I really loved that he did though yeah. was um, 
that came out last year about the. Well, let me look it up while you talk, okay? Because we're looking up things a lot. Yeah, today. it's it's the it's the last one he did before Hollywood. Okay. Um, what did you like about it? I'll tell you a second. I can. Politician, the politician. Okay. So it's all about um, basically student government and um, seniors in high school who are. Seniors? No, it's college. Mm. I think it's college. Um, they are wanting to be the next president of the United States. And and I actually have clients of mine who are teenagers who are in Model UN and things like that and really how serious it gets. Yeah, it's like so, the Spelling Bee movies where it, they were... Yes. Remember how they're like all these Spelling Bee movies and you're like, what is going on? And then you watch them and you see how intense it is yeah, for, and they for these really, kids. They'll kill people over it. Jessica Lang was in it. Gwyneth Paltrow was in it. Bob Balaban. Ben Platt, who's amazing in it. Uh, David Cornsweat or whatever. He's now... He's in he's the lead in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So all, is, all the Ryan Murphy peeps, but I really recommend that one. I loved that one. This one i'm still trying to decide okay but it's fun and if you like ryan murphy give it a shot yeah for sure it sounds like it's right up his i hadn't um it just popped up on my netflix yeah while you were talking i think i was looking it up and that's why i reread what you read because i was like what is this actually about because when i i have to say when it popped up my initial feeling was yeah Yeah, me too and (laughs) i'm like my thought okay it's ryan murphy i just finished i don't like for yeah i don't usually like old hollywood stuff yeah see i do um but it has it does have a glee feel but with a sicker kind of twist (laughs) which is cool i mean you know that's good yeah (laughs) we like sicker twists around here um i also watched the second season of afterlife Mm. um continuing on um I, I thought I'd mention it right after I mentioned Normal People, which is actually on Hulu, if I didn't say that. Um, afterlife, in a in a similar way, Normal People's not funny. Let's put it that way. That show is not funny. Um, afterlife is funny. It's a British black comedy with Ricky Gervais, for those of you who haven't seen it or heard of it. And the second season just kind of came out at the end of April. And I think Ricky Gervais did an even more stellar acting job on the second season than he did on the first. Um, You know, he created, produced, directed, and stars in this, and it follows Tony, whose life is turned upside down, after his wife dies of breast cancer. Like, that happens right at the beginning. Like, it doesn't even happen in the series. Like, she's already dead when the show starts in the first season. Um, And he goes back and forth between contemplating suicide and... So it addresses that, which is a part of our field that I'm familiar with, that particular issue. And so that's an interesting conversation about that. But instead he decides to live. uh, The dog saves his life a couple times. (laughs) He has a German shepherd, so I'm partial to their choice of dog, as that's my favorite um, breed. And... He goes to, he's like a small town journalist, like a shitty journalist with a small town paper. And so there's the people at work that are very funny in a very British comedy kind of way. Like if you liked The Office or whatever, you got like little characters at work. And then you've got his postman, who's a little character. And then he befriends the hooker down the road. And so she's a character in it and comes by for coffee in the morning after her shift. Um, 
but it's also uh, heartfelt. Like if you've had somebody important in your life die before, like it's heartfelt and it's, uh, he takes it, he, he takes it seriously, but he also takes the piss out of it. And if you like Ricky Gervais in general, I like his humor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's dark and uh, um, offensive, but in a, you know, he's not really being offensive kind of way. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the second season came out. I binged it. It's over. <laughs> now I have to wait nine months yeah. for the next one. You know how that goes. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about, I just finished season four of Better Things. Um, love that show too. Love the show so much. Mm-hmm. I think Pam Adelon is a flipping genius. She's awesome. I have a friend of mine who knows her quite well and says that that is really her and her life. And, um, and she, she'll tell me things about, about Pam and and I'm like God, she's so awesome, you know. And she's like, Yeah, she's she's, she's this. That's Pam. you know. She goes, That's Pam. You know, the, the, she's just a really great uh, human. And I was listening to, I follow her on Instagram, and she had a Zoom chat going with all the actors, um, including God. I'm looking a lot of stuff up today. I'm sorry, you guys. Uh, <laughs> Um, I just want to get his name because he's so brilliant on the show and I believe he portrays a real friend in her life. Um, So one of the things I love about her is her ability to, why is he not on the main cast? That's bizarre. Um, She crosses all gender barriers. She said when she wrote this show Mm -hmm. the last thing she uh diedrich bader love him she he plays the the gay best friend on oh gotcha um so what she said about this when she wrote the show and this is very much based on her real life but she is also very androgynous herself is i did not want this to be a mass and gill commercial (laughs) i did not want this to be a show for women i wanted this to be a show for people Mm -hmm. and it it does you know it's portrayed from her vantage point as a single mother with three girls. Mm -hmm. And, um, but what she has gotten a lot of feedback about is she goes, I'll have 30 year old straight white guys, um, sending me messages saying, there's nothing relatable on the show for me, but I cannot stop watching it. You know who the first person that showed me a scene from this is? Who? Chris. Really? Yeah. Because she's raw and she's got a dude's sense of humor. Which is, I relate to. I relate to that. And I do too. And I think (laughs) a lot of women do. And I think so much of women's, women's television is written, like she said, like a Mass and Gill commercial or mm-hmm. Lifetime. And and so she wrote this from a very, like, I want this to be relatable to everyone, even though there's there's clearly things about my character and other people that you may not ever experience. You might relate to the humanity of them. And I just, lo- I think it's one of the best shows on TV. The last, I just watched um, the last episode of season four and it's just so emotional and the girls are growing up and they're maturing and her ability to let go of the pain of her ex-husband and what he did and the importance of friendship as we get older. It's just so well done. Mm-hmm. It's so well done. I just struck by listening to you talk about, it, I'm just struck by how much good television there is these yeah, days, you know, is. that we're living in a time 
you know, where there's just so much good television and so many good films. I'm just, I'm kind of happy that we're doing the podcast during these years because there's like a historical record of all this really good stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, uh, God dang it. Sorry. You keep Jesus. <laughs> now let's just do it one more time to make it intentional. Oh my God. Okay. So, um, and I say that before telling you about a couple, a, a movie that was really bad. Okay. <laughs> um, before I do that, I want to say that the bond watching has stalled. Um, I, I think I've mentioned before that I was oh, try, bond. Try, trying to make yeah. my way through the James Bond oh, movies God. and it's okay. stalled a little bit. Okay, I would um, think so. I just, there's other stuff I wanted to watch. So you didn't want to just, just watch bond. I really wasn't anyway. I mean, I'd only gotten through like five of the movies. Um, it's not bingeable for me, but I'm looking forward to making my way through that by the, you know, 2045. Um, I watched a movie called Arkansas, which it sounds bad. Yeah. Came out on May 5th. And so this is what a couple of weeks after that. And so it's an American thriller film. Uh, Liam Hemsworth, He's terrible. Uh, Michael Kenneth one. Williams, Vivica A. Fox is in it. Uh, John Malkovich and Vince Vaughn is the reason oh. why I wanted to watch it, but they have they have parts, small parts in it. So Liam Hensworth's just a boring actor. Yeah, he's really boring. I tried super hard. I love his brother. I tried super hard. I I did end up watching the whole thing, whereas the person I was watching it with, Chris, uh, <laughs> fell asleep in the middle and started snoring. So that's where that oh, went. Oh, was that good? Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. Yeah, I mean, it was late at night. I don't know. We could give him a break for that, but no, just like passed out on the other side of the couch, snoring in the middle, and I wasn't tired, so I did finish watching it. Um, yeah. It's oh. a, yeah. Okay. So directed by Clark Duke. Um, I may have said he was starring in it earlier, but I think he is also in it. Um, directorial debut. It's kind of like trying to be quirky and uh, I'm just going to move on. It was bad. And it's new, so I didn't want anybody to necessarily waste their time unless you like read some reviews that spark your interest. Um, I certainly loved seeing John Malkovich in it um, with a big old gray beard. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I certainly enjoyed seeing Vince Vaughn in it, who has gotten very thin. So really? those are the things you huh. about appearances that you might <laughs> be interested in seeing. You'll see the pictures. Uh, the other movie, um, recent movie that I watched was Extraction on Netflix with Thor. Mm. Oh, Sam yeah. Sam Hargrave, right? Okay. Yeah, Sam Hargrave. Well, Thor is Isn't Chris Hemsworth. No. Oh, oh, interesting. Then maybe that's the Thor movie I was thinking of. <laughs> but I also saw Extraction, which um, has uh, let me see, Chris Hemsworth in it. <laughs> that, I was going to say because I saw the I saw that come up on Netflix. That's what I'm. Like. So Liam Hemsworth is in Arkansas. Yeah, he's boring. And Chris Hemsworth who is Thor. Yes, I love him. Is an extraction. Liam okay, was good. really only good in the <laughs> Hunger Games series. Other than that, I just find him like, you know, like that car sick feeling you get. You're like, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, back to, back to Arkansas. 
It was yeah. bad. The and I feeling. and I was bored by him. Um, He's there's, boring. There's a super quirky actor in there um, in Arkansas movie. Again, I'm going back to Arkansas. Who's who's funny and interesting and quirky. Like there's there's like all these little like the Vince Vaughn character, the John Malkovich character, the like quirky best friend character, like in The Hangover. You know, there's like the quirky kind of overweight ugly kind of friend that's funny and odd there's that so there's like this formula they're kind of working but it just doesn't really work in my opinion so extraction is an action thriller um with uh sam hart uh sorry god directed by sam hargrave and then um chris hemsworth is the the guy and i like a good like war military mercenary he's a black ops mercenary basically yeah you like those and i like them i do i don't know what other ones i've mentioned probably all of them but um (laughs) (laughs) he's a black market mercenary and former australian special air service regiment soldier and he's recruited and recruited by um to rescue the son of india's biggest drug lord I might have fallen asleep five minutes into that. Okay, yeah. so it's that one. And um, again, so I'll go with, you know, a two two out of five star type of situation. It was better than Arkansas. Totally different genre, totally different kind of movie. Yeah. But I was more interested in it because I like action. Yeah. So not a great movie in the sense where you're drawn in and care about everybody and all that. Although I thought that Chris did a good job. I did care about his character through the end. You he's engaging to- in everything he does though. He was engaging. So as a, he's got that it factor. So he was engaging. And then there's, there's a point in the movie where you learn more about him and it becomes a little bit more emotional. But what I really enjoyed about it was the, long action sequences if you like hand-to-hand combat stuff like i used to love steven seagal movies a million years ago because he was one of the first guys to come out and do like as a white guy like do hand-to-hand combat where you don't kill everyone mm-hmm. um although i would say in this movie there's lots of killing um but lots of very intricate very interesting hand-to-hand combat scenes mm. so there's probably three four five of those that you know these long sequences where there's just this um, combat, combat down a hallway type of thing mm-hmm. where they're just, and and I like that kind of um, action staging. Like I like to watch the, I, I'm in it, but I'm also like outside of it watching the blocking and how they're doing it. And um, there was a lot of creativity in that. So like the, I enjoyed the, that part. The really long scene in Kill Bill 2. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so like I'll even rewatch the old Steven Seagal movies just for those scenes because, well, one, because it's so cheesy and oh, I God. love those old Steven Seagal movies. They're, they're like medicine on a Sunday watching those kind of really there's a couple of good ones, but most of them are bad. Um, but I love watching the handicap combat scene. Oh, they yeah, they hold up. Yeah, they, they like, do. They're they still do. good. So yeah. um, so my two stars is, is specifically for that and Chris Chris's performance because he's engaging. I watched Waco. Oh, cool. Tell us about um, that. So I was a, a wee little when that happened <laughs> too. Yeah. Um, so those of you who may not have been around when – this happened. Uh, so this was this, the, I think it was a six part series on David Koresh and his cult known as uh, the Branch Davidians. Um, 
man. So this is this this David Koresh believed he was a prophet. He believed that he was son of God, um, that he had been put on earth to you know carry God's message, and he um, was really just like most cult leaders, a uh, covert narcissist, grandiose, um, delusional character who used his spiritual spirituality to develop this cult um, that consisted of a lot of women and children, about a handful of men. He was the only one who was allowed to have sex with any of the women, saying that it's not for his pleasure, but because it was mm-hmm. his duty. Yep. Um, he had two two wives, I believe, three wives. Um, one he married when she was 12, so there's issues there. <laughs> um, so much that one of the first reasons why the government red flagged him was they figured that there were underage girls who were getting... Uh, Usually, yeah. Yeah, who were, who were getting sexually assaulted, raped, whatever. Um, and so what he ends up doing is he ends up getting Thibodeau, who is a survivor and helped, I think, make this series, and he's written a book. Thibodeau's his last name because his first name's David. So he they called him Tibbs. <laughs> and Tibbs was played by... Um, Rory Culkin, who has grown up so much, he's the youngest of the Culkin brothers, and he he's fantastic in this. Oh, and good. Taylor Taylor Kitsch plays uh, David, and a um, lot of great great actors. What's her What's her name? Melissa Benoist, I think, Supergirl. Okay, she was also in Glee. Ironically, she plays the the first wife. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a great cast, and um, he ends up getting the girl he's now married to, who's I think now 14, mm-hmm. to marry Tibbs so they can say, no, see, they're they're together, blah, 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 mm-hmm. whatever. So all these, they're changing all the laws inside. They're making sure things aren't looking a certain way. So his, his cult was, um, it was what it was. The, the main part of this document, I mean, not documentary, of this six-part series is that it also exposes not only his sickness and this cult, but where the FBI and the ATF overstepped and created unnecessary tragedy. Mm. 76 people died in the Waco um, incident, which they were actually, they were, uh, the FBI and the ATF were actually holding them hostage for 51 days. This lasted very long. It was, you know, almost two months. All of the children died, except, I think, a few who got out early. They all died. Um, Many people died in this. And so there's a lot of controversy around what they could have done differently and how the use of gas um, always leads to fire. And they knew that going in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... They, they used a lot of what some people believe unnecessary force. John Leguizamo plays one of the mm. cops. It's just, it, I thought it was really well done. Oh, good. Um, and I think maybe something we could even talk about on the show. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Do you remember Waco? And- yeah, it was 1993. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I remember. And I have a connection to Texas. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, I think about that. I, I know Waco. I've been to Waco. So I, it was, uh, yeah, I do remember it. And that would be cool. Maybe we'll just uh, sign on to do an episode about it. Because um, it sounds like, I mean, not only have we talked about cult leader, leaders before and we'll continue to talk about them because they're kind of in the family of personalities that we end up talking about repeatedly on this show, um, which are mostly narcissistic personalities, David Koresh. And um, it sounds like the series goes beyond just David Koresh. Like it's about the whole thing and also the it law is. enforcement part, part portion of it, which I don't think gets enough attention. So. And there's the, the head agent who was... Um, on Boardwalk Empire, I can't think of it. Michael Shannon. Oh yeah, God, I love him, and he he's plays, really good. He plays the lead on this, and they kick him off because he's trying to get them to back off. He's like, "You are going into this like you're going to be able to intimidate them. They are annoyed. They are not leaving." And he tries to help the head FBI yeah. agent to understand, like, get over yourself. Yeah. This is going to cause more harm than good. They throw him off, and then it goes from bad to worse. Yeah, yeah. of course it does. So it's a great conversation to have as far as um, just the controversy around it. I'll be interested to see what you, how you reacted, what gets triggered in you when you watch the way that it was handled. Yeah, cool. Yeah. No, I look forward to it. Um, so that's so we'll do an episode on that here coming up. That'll yeah. be cool. I'm into it. Um. So when when we are recording this episode, uh, we are still in safety at home in California. So I I don't know what will be happening actually when this episode comes out, which will be around the middle of May. But I, I assume that we'll still be here because our governor has extended the safety at home measures until June 1st. He has. So... Uh, we're good. We're we're getting through it. We're just we're getting through it. Um, Kathy's six feet away from me, <laughs> but she is one of the only humans that I see on a regular basis these days. Besides on Zoom, I see a lot of humans on Zoom. Ugh. I see a lot of clients over the internet, and I see a lot of my staff and my bosses and everything from my day job over the internet. Uh, which my routines have really flip-flopped, whereas I used to spend my weekends in here in my home office doing fun stuff and doing my creative projects and different things and, of course, watching stuff in the living room, et cetera. But now, since I spend my weeks in here as my office office, I don't spend my weekends in here at all. (laughs) I used to love my office. Yeah. And I still do. I love my office. It's upstairs. I I have a nice view. But my God, I don't want to be in there on days I'm not working No, I've switched for sure. Yeah. Um, But as Kathy can attest to in our studio here, which is my home office, I've, you know, switched it out because I've spent so much time in here. I've like gotten rid of the old desk and put a new desk in. I just got a new piece of furniture to put some stuff in so that my shit's not everywhere. That's right. You know, like I, I've, I've certainly, it's, it's getting a tiny makeover because I've spent so much time in here, Mm -hmm. which is probably good and overdue, but yeah, my habits have totally switched. Um, and I imagine when this episode airs, my habits will be much the same. Only I will just be unwashed. It will just deteriorate. No, I'm just teasing. I get up and take a shower every day. I get up and do the exact same thing I would. Mm Mm-hmm. 
if it was any other day, I just, you just don't get to my, leave the house. <laughs> now my gym is home. Now my office is home. Mm-hmm. I do go run in the canyons, like I was telling you last time. That it's so nice and quiet up there that I don't. I'm not dodging people, so that's really nice. Yeah, I took a walk the a couple of nights ago. Um, we took a walk. There's a park nearby, and there's a. We didn't bring them this time, but the plan is there's a horseshoe thing oh. over there and so we went over there to check it out make sure it was still there etc because i haven't actually walked over there in a long time obviously and um there's a bunch of weeds and stuff so what we're thinking is that we're going to go over there de-weed it clean it up put some sand down maybe just like zhuzh it up yeah. for the community obviously but also for us and yeah. i have horseshoes <laughs> and so we're going to go play horseshoes. Well, and it's warm here now. We went from pouring rain to 91 yes. degrees out. Welcome yes. to LA. It's super hot, but we were thinking like go over there at dusk and like. Yeah, that's the best time. De-weed and get it zhuzhed up and then um, so play nice. some horseshoes like right. a la 1972. We were getting cornhole for the backyard. There you go. There you go. So we're, we're trying to make the best of it. And we, we certainly appreciate you um, tolerating our voices. <laughs> We go on and on. Tolerating our our thoughts and opinions and whatever. We really enjoy doing the show still, which is cool. Yeah. We just kind of recently passed our 125th episode with no fanfare. We didn't do any fanfare for that. But I did figure it out when I was editing one of the episodes and I kind of counted. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow, wow. 125 of these and with no halloween events to look forward to this oh, summer I don't even, I, and listen <laughs> i'm supposed to leave for africa on my birthday and it's happening my friend and i are already looking for our flights you're like i don't care unless no, the not. for unless for some strange reason the airplane tells you that they won't take you the airplanes won't it'll be whether the continent lets us in the countries let us in that's fair yeah that's fair the airplanes are 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 starting yeah, to go Yeah, the airplanes up. have been going. I mean, Well, and the flights are going back up. I think it's more so of, of whether or not we'll be still considered, because uh, Africa's done a really good job at locking down. And I mean, even Tanzania, I think only the whole country has 300 cases. Okay. So, yeah. you know, we'll so see. So they were strict like California, I guess. <laughs> well, they, they shut down. They didn't get hit like we did. So oh, okay. they shut down when we did, but they didn't get a wave they didn't get the wave. Right. They'll More probably still get one, but we'll see. So we're hoping that we don't, we're not locked out. Yeah. I canceled all my planned trips, which were like three different trips. And so I have a bunch of, um, I did not do like refunds. I just did credit with the airlines. Um, I did notice that like American airlines or something there, their public account went down to like a dollar a share or something. So I'm thinking maybe some of the airlines might go out of business. I have no idea. I don't know. Although I know they're still flying. So hopefully. Yeah, mine's all international. And that'll be another thing too, is we usually stop in Amsterdam. So it'll be de- dependent on. We'll just see. Yeah. I'm glad you still have it on the books. I don't, um, one of it's my. It's too big of a trip to not. I no, mean, I know. Yeah. You had to like reschedule yeah. and just sort of see. Um, we are going. I am very much looking forward to. Uh, going somewhere (laughs) anywhere like like literally i have been on the internet fantasizing about like where i'll go i know everybody is over so we'll see um thank you so much for listening uh this is shrink chat my name is shannon and i'm kathy sleep safe everyone (laughs) 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.